we're back. Hey, hey, hey. I think I, I did the thing again where I said one uh, uh, after I started recording because I do a little countdown. So the last couple of episodes, I don't know what's going on with my brain. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I say one. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you might hear me say one uh, at the start of this. <laughs> Enjoy that. A little um, behind the scenes. <laughs> I, you know, and it's just the last couple of episodes I've done it. I don't know what's uh, what's going on. Uh, apparently, the season's been going on too long. No, that's not it. You're allowed to develop that. new things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. saying one is the is the new thing. It's your new thing. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll just you know I'll just throw that in there every time now and see if people like it. Yeah, Jerry, one, <laughs> one, one, Jerry, number one. Uh, yeah. Well, welcome everybody. We are back for episode 35. How about that? All right. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, People don't sound excited. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we're, we're recording this uh, the day after Halloween. So uh, if you guys are like me, I have like a 40 plus year tradition of uh, eating enough candy to make myself sick and then staying up late, rubbing my distended belly, yeah. watch scary movies, and then I just can't sleep at all. So, Well, plus the time change. Daylight uh, savings, yeah. Well, we, we kind of gained an hour, right? We, mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're, doing, we're doing good, but uh, I didn't sleep much last night, and that's my own, my own fault. Um, again, the candy thing. Too much candy. My kids are too generous, so I don't know what's but up with that. This is our first year we had none. Oh, like nothing, no Halloween. Does that make you sad? I, it was effortless. <laughs> you didn't go out in the yard and huck candy at kids strolling by? Oh, no, we had our lights off. And uh, yeah, I was, wow. I was playing Outer Worlds last night. It was amazing and quiet. Wow. Well, even on a normal year, we were at the end of the cul-de-sac and we hardly get anybody yeah. Anyway, so it was just like. Well, I'm in a cul-de-sac, and I, I, I bring all the kids to my yard. So you're doing yeah. something wrong. <laughs> I frequently do things wrong, so I believe. It. Yeah. Full-size candy bars. That's you got to do oh, that. Oh, okay. And you oh, you're get that neighborhood. I'm you're that, that. Oh yeah. No, I'm that guy. Oh I'm that man. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> we live not too far from the hospital, so we have a lot of doctors who live a couple blocks away. And so if they go back in like a little cul-de-sac area, I'm just like, I don't know what, why you're trick-or-treating around me because you should be hitting those because I guarantee you they have full-size Snickers. <laughs> there was one house when I was a kid who had full-size Snickers. Oh, yeah. That was the house. The house. You got to get it yeah. early, though, you know. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I don't yeah. understand. How is that even possible? Who are those uh, people? I don't know. People, you know, very goodwill people. And they, moved to people. Ne- they moved to Nestle Crunch. What is that all about? <laughs> oh, I'll take Nestle Crunch. What are you talking about? Um, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd take Snickers over Crunch, no question. Yeah. But yeah. Well, it was unannounced, too. So, you know, you're... Uh. <laughs> you're, you're there to get... signs. Right. Like a good, you know... We weren't notified. For, sorry for the inconvenience, but we are, will no longer be serving <laughs> Snickers on Halloween. Somebody's house is going to get egged tonight. Yeah. I think it got TP'd once or twice. Oh. 
Uh, my house got TP'd a couple of years ago, and yeah. I, I swear it was probably my teenage son that did it because uh, <laughs> <laughs> just TP'd like, your own house. Practice, yeah, just like <laughs> maybe he's uh, just practicing warming up. Uh, I don't know, but he went out late and he came back, and then I asked him, like, "Do you know anybody who would do this? Have you heard anything in the school system?" And he came to our house and TP'd it, and then he would just like sit there and kind of smile, and I'm like, "Yeah." Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Did you have an that. argument with him earlier that day or something? Uh, I think he's always angry at us now. Okay. About something. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think with a toilet paper shortage, I think it was not TPing didn't happen this, this year. It was, uh, oh, really cold. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll throw just money up in the tree. Windy and cold. Hey, in I'd sooner give out full size candy bars than <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, we'll plan uh, for that next Halloween. But I'll be stopping by. <laughs> well, well, traditionally, I, would, I like spooking the kids. Traditionally, yeah. I, I like doing something a little scary to, to you know. Nice. They, they got to pay for that full-size candy bar. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a trick or treat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're it's a trick. Off of their I'm the trick. Yeah. So, right. yeah. This right. year, not so much. Yeah. This year, no. just a... Uh, candy patch well this year's been plenty scary on its own so kids are probably tapped out but um yeah well uh i hope i make it through the entire episode um so (laughs) i'll take uh, over if you need jerry (laughs) if i just take a little nap here (laughs) you guys finish up this fight i'm just oh i thought this was gonna be like a murder mystery kind of episode (laughs) Uh, there's gonna be some murdering yeah. yeah, and it has been a mystery so far. I mean, yeah, it has think, been a mystery. I think we're starting to clear some things up, though. I, I feel like we're in a good direction. It's yeah, nice yep. to, it's nice to be on a path where you only have one way to go. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a cavern, there's a right. no way out. Uh, well, welcome everybody <laughs> to a fabulous episode 35, and uh, thank you for being with us for 35 straight weeks. And uh, that's all I have to say. If you wanna, if you wanna support this podcast, uh, I would say now is a pretty bad time to do that because we're wrapping up our season. So uh, you know, we'll probably take a break after um, our season is over, and uh, you know, for the holidays and that sort of thing, and be back sometime in the future. Um, we'll talk about that more when, you know, we have some other stuff planned, you know, we'll probably have a recap episode where we talk about the season and, and I think we might have some other stuff in the works, uh, just to kind and of, and an ALR up. super cut, ALR super cuts coming out. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, not, not really. Are we? No, <laughs> not really. No. Uh, no promises there on ALR Supercut, but uh, we'll uh, we'll try to fill that gap with uh, a few things um, and uh, stay in touch, of course. But uh, we sincerely appreciate all of your support, uh, listening, all of the feedback that we've received. It's been fantastic, and I have enjoyed this season uh, much more than even the first season, which was wow. really fun because it was all new and scary um and uh you know this was this was fun for me um probably got me through this whole pandemic thing and that's a good thing right yeah yes that's a good thing to clarify when we come back we will be 
playing the same character. It'll be the same adventure, right? So people can. Um, that is the plan. Oh, jeez. Oh, sorry. If I might die. Into 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. No promises. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no promises. promises. I, I can't, I can't promise anything. I, <sighs> Uh, so but, I'm stu- uh, I'm stuck with Alar for another season. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> it's so you. I oh, oh yeah, so me. We were stuck with Alar for a season already. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> it felt like two seasons, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, your uh, Alar character is uh, you know he's he's good. He's fun. Is it hard to play him? Is that what you're finding? Uh, he's he's not me. That's for darn sure. So you know, uh, and I like I like trying out new characters too. So yeah, I don't know. You you get into your characters uh, quite yeah. a bit. So, um, but we'll see what happens now. Um, again, thank you all. Uh, if you do want to, you know, support us, feel free. Um, you know, you, you know what to do by now. You can go to dungeonpatrol.com and click on the patreon button or go to patreon.com slash dungeon patrol we're happy to take your money um and, jerry just uh, needs one more microphone just one more just one more then he's done I, i've totally moved on to audio interfaces now so now oh. i have three <laughs> oh, of them good lord yeah just I keep making up excuses and uh if you need a referral, man, uh, you know, just just ask because I do. I think I do. Uh, well, then I can't wait for next season. <laughs> Jerry on meds. Yeah, uh, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, so, do we have a recap? Of course we do, Jerry. That's great. <clears throat> New Alar on the block finally tracked down the half-orc dancer Lumilla, who revealed why Arvik had been kidnapped. The simple, sweet giant was, in fact, the rightful king of Thuringar. They found their way to a smuggler's tunnel, finally tracking him and his captors down into a cavern. Will they save him before war breaks out? Find out on Dungeon Patrol. Well done. Well done. Could we by any chance have a splice of all of his stuff together so it just sums up the whole season if people want to listen to it? That I mean that's the supercut, right? Yeah. 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 And Jerry's then like, Jerry's on that. And then t shirts, right? For the new new Alar in the Yeah. New Alar in the block, yeah. Oh, that's gonna yeah. So retro eighties, <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Well right now we're still hanging tough. <laughs> nice. We do have the right stuff. We do have the right wow. stuff. Wow. Uh, good job. <laughs> my sister was a huge okay George your sister fan, so. uh-huh. sure your sister oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. There was a yeah. Right, right. yeah not that I don't appreciate the talent from the boys from Boston but <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there a poster behind that green oh, screen yeah <laughs> we have revealed peeled off that's, another layer of that that's energy. in the room <laughs> uh, that was amazing um, well, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing, uh, your love of new kids. Uh, and, uh, thank you for the recap. Uh, I understand why you asked Alar at the beginning, uh, who revealed all that information. Actually, that bit about Arvik being a king was revealed by Freya. Freya. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh. That's why I asked you, Jerry. You set me up, Jerry. I know. I've set you up to Jeez. fail every week. Jeez. Um, uh, 
<laughs> but the the you got the the gist of it right, and so all of that was revealed last episode. And you guys found Abel's uh, secret smuggler's tunnel, mm-hmm. and um, managed to stumble across the you know scene that now is before you. Um. And you can feel free to share the map anytime, whoever wants to do that. And I believe um, I have uh, turn order up. You guys can roll some initiative because I think we're going to need it. So, well, just for clarity, though, they had like we we were sneaking in. They haven't seen us yet. Correct. Okay, because at at that point, actually, I would like to quietly motion my comrades to step back. A bit, so What's that I can take, do? so that I can take a moment to apply the oil of sharpness to my blade. Nice, making use of it right away. I like that. Yeah, and then I'm quietly whisper to them, "Which one should I kill?" Dealer's well, we- choice. <laughs> <laughs> Dealer's choice. <clears throat> Uh, so you see these, uh, these folks, uh, we have Thraxos and Pyrrhos, Thraxos, Pyrrhos, both Golgonan gladiators Mm -hmm. sitting around a a small wooden crate, a couple of lanterns, uh, on top of the crate. And you see your buddy Arvik with his, uh, sort of back to you, uh, to the entrance. Uh, where you guys are kind of applying your various oils and uh, preparing for a fight. And just for clarity, uh, I I am including Arvik in that choice. (laughs) What? (laughs) When when, when just, you know, those of the three to assassinate. (laughs) (laughs) Not Arvik. Just chaos. Dang. Chaos. I'm not so sure he's a good guy. Well, but we're not so sure he's not, so <laughs> back off. Kragar means judge and juror in his language. <laughs> uh, and executioner. And executioner, of course. <laughs> that goes without saying. Yeah, so, it goes without saying. Um, I'm going to go invisible and assassinate one. That'll be your sign. Oh, my gosh. Why did I give you all those potions right before? Yeah. This is awesome. Um, <sighs> He's just going to eat me if I do it. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you guys let him go off without you. I mean, somebody should stop him, but. Uh, he needs to fill this lust otherwise, you know. <laughs> All yeah, right. You know what? I've been wanting to kill this guy. He gets irritable. <laughs> Take out Pyrrhos. Take out Pyrrhos. All right. That's the, that's the, that's the female. Is that mm-hmm. correct? I think she's deadlier. I mean, yeah, we don't know. She might be the 10th level one. Who knows, right? But I think we should go mano a mano against Thraxos and let him know who who are vanquishing him. I'm not emotionally invested in Pyrrhos. So take her out. Yeah, you don't, you you haven't really uh, run across Pyrrhos yet. uh, You've seen Thraxos a couple of times and, um, you know, definitely seems to be um, kind of a strange character with his uh, unusual hand. 
claw hand or dagger hand. I don't know what you guys will have to figure that out when you get up close and personal in a few minutes here. Um, okay. So what is the plan? Yeah. So anybody else want to discuss quick strategy? My th- my basically I've got to get up close, <clears throat> stabby, stabby. And then, and then we rush in. Hopefully Arvik will <laughs> grapple Thraxos. And then we'll be able to face him down like the heroes we are. So I, right. I, I think that you should anticipate Arvik not assisting, and we should plan for that. Yeah. He's really skeptical of Arvik. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what to make of that. Suggest we keep a line with our backs so they can't surround us. There might be more that we can't see. Fair point. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to go in slaughter one, <laughs> I mean, you will slaughter them. I could also, you know, perhaps we could try, I could try to hold person on the other one. So then you'd have basically, you could just take them out by yourself, but leave Arvark alone. I like that a lot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do it when you see the sign. Okay, I'm going to drink my potion of uh, potion of invisibility. So just to be clear, the sign is a gout of blood. (laughs) Fountain of blood. Fountain of blood or the loudest bugbear curse. (laughs) 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 That's a possibility too, yeah. Yep. (laughs) Because that's how these dice roll for me. (laughs) Failure (laughs) is always an option. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so Craigar right. will go invisible. Awesome, Craigar. Uh, uh, I'm gonna invisibility. What does that? What does that do for stealth? Uh, you get a d- advantage on all your rolls. I'm pretty sure. Or either that, it's like pass without trace. You get a plus ten. I think it's this advantage on all your rolls. I mean, you know. yeah, yeah, uh, advantage on um, all your stealth rolls. Attacking. So he's moving. Craigar is moving. I'm going to slowly get in behind him. Just kind of watch it just as long as I can get to see so I can see who the first to go down that way. I'll have my spell. So <laughs> I plan that your my plan is to get here. Mm-hmm. That's where I want to be. Okay. Well, say that you are there. You are approximately... Uh, looks like you're within striking range of uh, Pyros with your long arms, right? Yep. And uh, directly in front of Thraxos, um, 15 feet, 10 feet separating you, I guess. And right. uh, that's where you're going to position yourself? And once, as soon as I step into position, unless I see or hear or get any new information that would... Want, make me want to change my mind, I will attempt to assassinate Paros, whatever her name is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there goes your stealth. <laughs> <laughs> it's your stomach. Oh, oh that's the worst. <laughs> you should have eaten before combat. Yes. Right. Always eat before combat. <laughs> Have a snack. Just have a snack, man. Uh, that's a so, Snickers commercial. 
With the assassination, all I actually have to do is hit, and then it then it counts as a crit. Yeah. Uh, so oil of what the, the oil and sharpness is plus three. So I'm at uh, so that's an eight. oh my goodness. Sorry, so <laughs> that's an eighteen to hit. Come here. Maybe that was an advantage, right? Hi. Right. Come here. Okay. Just want to make sure that is a hit. We we do have dogs in the. Uh, <laughs> In the game again, just again for authenticity's sake. Right. Yep. So then it's an automatic crit. Oh man, this is gonna hurt. And it's a sneak attack damage. Woo! Yeah. Oh, he's making a face. What is that face? I don't like it. I'm sorry. I'm doing this. I realize it's a little obnoxious, but at some point. Oh wow! Wow. Uh, okay, so that is going to be. That is 10, 15, 20, 25, 31, 39, 47. Oof. What? 47 damage to her face. (laughs) To her face? (laughs) To her face. Ouch. Oh, my gosh. So... She's sitting there, and I think uh, I think she was trying to tease Arvik, right? She's like kind of looking at him, winking seductively, and 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 you know they're obviously tormenting him in some fashion. And out of nowhere, um, she just like jerks back and uh, falls to the ground and is like writhing in pain. And this. Uh, bugbear appears out of nowhere in front of her and slashes her and she is uh seriously hurt seriously surprised um chaos ensues then i'll make my second attack because <laughs> wow. it's a surprise round yep um oh and as soon as he does that, I will have uh, my spell ready. I mean, I guess technically then we go on initiative, but so for the surprise attack, that's going to be uh, not actually only going to be a plus. So it's only 13 on the surprise attack. Or, or am I advantage on all the attacks in the surprise round? Yes. Well, yes. Uh, You'd become yeah, visible guess, again, but, yeah. but, yeah, you're, but it, you're visible, but, but it's, it's all one. A, it's all one. A round, it's all one turn, right? Yeah, yeah, then, one round. Then yes. Okay, then that is a twenty-seven hit. Then instead, yes, that hits. Haven't you done enough? Haven't you? Done well, she enough? she didn't apparently die, so I guess not. <laughs> no, she didn't. one more stab into the face. But this is just my offhand, so it's it's just not it's not much damage. <laughs> 47 damage uh yeah no actually so because i don't have my strength so Correct. that literally is only a point of damage then one point one point one that's just like the icing on the cake just to make sure she knows <clears throat> where it came from it's like you just spit in her wound <laughs> a little bit, yeah. or, or yeah. just sneezed. Oh uh, my gosh! Okay. okay, so chaos. Bugbear appears out of nowhere, slashing 
the crud out of uh, Pyros, who was trying to act all sexy and, you know, teasing Arvik. And everybody is like, state of shock. But let's roll initiative now. Could I have a surprise round on casting in that same round or not? Oh, yeah. Want to cast a spell. Yes, you did say that you were going to. Was he sleeping at all or were they awake? They were awake. Okay. I don't so know if you remember the little scene that I read. Yeah. Here. We'll do a wisdom saving throw for the gentleman. For the gentleman. Let's see. What is his wisdom? That is a great question. Minus two, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know about that. He's so wise. But I have it here. Patience. Um, no. Okay. That is a 13. And he fails. Oh, nice. yes. Paralyzed. That's awesome. Interesting. Okay. So that is bad. He starts to react, and then the spell takes effect, and then he just kind of leans back against the wall, um, frozen in place. Uh, Arvik is the one that's kind of... And you can see Arvik is looking around and sees Kragar appear. And uh, he's the only one that can even really react at this point. And he's just uh, in a state of shock as well. And we have our initiative. And I'm going to order that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Triss at the top with 21. Thraxos, who is now paralyzed at 20. Brokos at 15, Alar at 10, Pyros at 7, and Arvik with 5. Craigar, how did you not get, and were you not? I didn't, but I just, I literally just put my number in. Oh, okay. I was just distracted. So you're at the top, Craigar, with 22. There we go. All right. So, regular round of combat. One is paralyzed. One is severely injured. Okay, so I'm going to basically, so is she, is she unconscious or what is her state? Uh, she is very much uh, awake, alert, um, a little, uh, you know, she just got attacked. She just, is she uh, upset? <laughs> she, she's a little miffed about this whole situation right now. Um, but so far, she only sees you. Okay. Well, but she's not surprised, so I I don't have any bonuses. So as far as attacking the paralyzed guy, though, he would basically, I would have advantage on that, right? Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. Then what I'm going to do is I will, I'm just going to, let's see, I'm going to make this hard for her. I'll do this that and then that should be I should be in range to hit him and then I'll have an advantage attack on Thraxos alright going for Thraxos standing sort of behind Arvik so I rolled a pair of 16 that's Arvik mm-hmm. yeah but I can, yeah. I can okay I mean, in the, I mean if I need to move around I, I will uh, so that will be 
that'll be 23 to hit him. Uh, that hits. All right. And so that is going to be my, my sneak attack. Still going to hurt? Yeah. Because I rolled an eight and two fives. Oh, my gosh. So that will be 10, 18 plus seven. So 25 damage on the first attack. Wow. Nice. And then I only got a 14 to hit on the second one. So I don't know if that hits or not. Uh, That does hit, yeah. For another six. For another six. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh, okay. But I would still add the, I would add the magic damage. So actually, that'd be nine. Okay. Um, so you're tearing through these uh, very shocked, very um, unprepared Golgonan gladiators. And uh, Thraxos, uh, unable to move, takes a couple of slashes from your blades. And it is now. Triss's turn. So Triss is going to move up. And then is going to use the firebolt on Pyros. Nice. Okay. Firebolting Pyros. And I apparently was not paying attention to the numbers, but is it does a 15 hit? A uh, 15 does hit. Oh good. Okay. So poor Pyrrhus is going to take more damage. Well, not a whole lot. So that's only six damage. She can't have a lot of hit points left, hopefully. You never know. Oh my gosh. You never know. You never know. Okay. So firebolt to the face. A face ravaged by a couple of uh, Kragar's blades. Um, and she is uh, definitely... Uh, very injured at this okay. point. I'm going to use my action surge and take a second action. Okay. Nice. Um, so I'm really the only other thing I could do another firebolt because I because I can't move, it's not it's not a whole nother turn. It's just another action, so I can't move. Correct. And okay, so I will go. I'll try another firebolt. That's a sixteen. That hits. And that's an eight. That's eight damage this time. Oh man! All right. So singed hair, um, blood streaming from her face. I want her features to start melting. <laughs> Okay, they're well on their way. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a bloody, uh, um, ash-covered uh, mess of a face, and uh, she's she's not too happy about it. And Thraxos's turn, so mm. I assume he gets to roll to try to stop being paralyzed? At the end of his turn, yep. All right. And that is a 12. Nope. Wow. Wow. Okay. Brokos, back to you. I will uh, go ahead and I'm going to use a spell I haven't used before. Um, Let's see if uh, 
Okay, that's not concentration. So I am going to send a. I'm going to point my finger towards, uh, towards Arvik, and I'm going to uh, send a message to him, and okay. it will be a whisper that he only can hear and say, "You know, Arvik, it is your friends, Brokos. Step aside, and do not hurt us." And then I will. Um, that will be my turn, and then I will kind of get behind this little rock here. All right. That's that. So you cast your spell, and uh, you see uh, Arvik uh, sit up straighter and kind of start to look around um, after you send it. So you get the impression that it was a message received. Alar, it's up to you, buddy. Okay. I'm going to move up. And um, so I'm, I'm assuming Pyrrhos is looking pretty messed up at this point. Uh, pretty messed up, yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm going to cast Phantasmal Force on Thraxos instead. Um, so he gets to make an intelligence save. Gosh. It's his strong suit. Oh, <laughs> uh, 18. Damn it. Wow. Okay. So nothing happens. Well, we um, let's see if I get anything. Well, as uh, I guess I'll do my bardic action um, and give a bardic inspiration to Kragar. Oh, man. Nice. Like, like he needs help at this point. <laughs> Terrible. All right. So that's your turn. And Pyros, Pyros, whatever we're going to call her. Uh, She's your character, man. (laughs) She was his character. Was my character. Things are looking pretty grim um, for Pyros right now. Uh, But she is still in the fight. And you can see that she is making a move and coming down and going to stand by Arvik here. And Uh. she is going to attack Kragar. You can see as she's walking up, she's strapped on or kind of flipped up her shield in place, pulled the scimitar out. Fine looking scimitar. Black blade, oh, just scary looking, and gonna take a swing at Kragar with a twenty-two. Will that hit? Yeah. Yes. Uh-oh. How about a twenty-five? Ah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's looking better. Five. That's 15 damage on the first one. What? Oh, ouch. And eight on the second. And then she's going to bash you with the shield, my friend. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. That's painful. Um, and so she, what is the shield? It's less, thankfully. 1d6. 
luckily I've been writing Requiem for Kragar. <laughs> oh. Uh that is um wow. That's why these these guys are so tough. Oh, oh yeah. Um that's eight more damage with a shield bash. Well, I'm unconscious then. So that's Hello. what I'm uh, that's what obituary means, Alar. I knew you were writing something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that just happened. Um, these gladi- rhymes with concussion. Procussion. Um. Well, now you're going to see uh, Arvik. Okay. Yeah, Arvik. Come on. So, um, beat the living daylight out of these. Thumbs people. up, thumbs down. What are we doing here? You're going to see Arvik, and he is going to, um, he's going to do a, a strange thing. And that strange thing is, you see him kind of somersault and kind of uh, uh, roll into this uh, adjoining square here behind Pyros. And then he's going to do it again. And as he does it, uh, the rest of you that are still conscious um, see that he has, he's been manacled. His legs are chained together and he has his arms chained together in between his legs, through his legs. So he's in a very bad spot right now. But he's going to roll into place behind Pyros. And you're going to see him strain against those chains. And you can hear some popping and snapping all the way across his cavern as his joints, um, you know, start to pop Ah. from all of the strain that he's putting on them. But the links of these chains, it looks like they're made for some kind of uh, uh, animal, like a elephant or something. They're just massive and he's unable to budge them, but you can just see him just face turning purple, veins sticking out in his neck, and he is trying to uh, break these chains. And that is going to be his turn. Ugh. Okay. Kragar, unconscious. I get a death save. Death save. And I don't even remember what. So just d20, and do you add anything? You just have to roll and beat a 10, right? Yep. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you still have your inspiration from your bard. If you can. Uh, I, I do. I rolled a 13, so. You're good. Good save. All right. One save down. Triss, you see Kragar on the ground. You see Arvik rolling. Trying okay. to break his chains. So, um... Thris will give a guttural yell and move up. And as she's running, she will cast, excuse me, uh, what is it called? Searing Smite. All right. As the bonus action. Okay. And then attack with the rapier. Nice. Yes, that is 18. That is a hit. So let me do all of the, yes. So that's six, seven, eight. And then Searing Smite is 2d6. Yes. So 
eight plus 10 fire damage. Whoa, okay, so 18 fire damage. And let's see. So she, again, uh, you can see most of her hair um, is singed off in the front. Uh, so she looks sort of like a, like a, a balding uh, kind of man at this point. Uh, some kind of monk, maybe. Um, you know, the, her nice mohawk that was all obviously carefully styled and done up to uh, make her look... Uh, fierce and impressive has now been uh, uh, burned away, but she is still alive. Still hanging on. Take like 80 points of damage. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They're tough, 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 tough people. <laughs> they're, t- they're a tough people. <laughs> they're tough people. I didn't make them. Uh, I'm just following the rules. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't make them. You literally made, you them. Literally made them up. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, doing anything else, Tris? Uh, that's all I can do this turn. Okay. Thraxos, uh, still paralyzed after all these years, and uh, uh, Seven's probably not going to help him any. Wow. That is terrible. That's the only reason we're still alive as a party. (laughs) It is. I mean, that that is a lifesaver for you, because I... I sort of forgot how hard these uh, these gladiators hit. So, Brokos, you're up. Uh, I'm going to just use my action because I, you know, everything, I'm still concentrating on making sure that he stays paralyzed. I'm going to just do a double action over behind Kragar because uh, I want to heal him. And that's my turn. All right. So I couldn't, I couldn't get there enough in one, one turn, one yeah. movement. Yep. Um, but you're there now after a double move, and Kragar is uh, one save uh, away from the light. So, Alar, okay. you are up. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Healing Word on my friend and give him back seven hit points. Oh, thank you. Whew. Stabilized. And I'm going to move up. And stab this difficult woman. Okay, so that is a 14. Does that hit her? It does not hit. Oh. Yeah. Um, so she has her shield on now, so a little bit tougher to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is now her turn. Mm-mm. Seeing Kragar there behind, uh, lying on the ground still, um, you know, she can see that he is out of the fight. Broko's standing there. Wow, she is surrounded by everybody, so I'm going to have to roll. And she is going to move one down and attack our friend Brokos. Hmm. That's, That's a crazy. Choice. And she misses. What the heck? Aha! Uh-huh. Oh, oh that's definitely a hit. Um, that's going to hurt. Sorry, Brokos. Then shield misses, too. Two twos. Nice. What the heck? Um, 
Brokos is wily. Oh, oh my gosh. This is going to hurt. So that's 16 damage. I rolled max damage. Sorry, Brokos. Cool cool story, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You may regret what you just did. So, (laughs) take a side. (laughs) (laughs) Out of our friend Brokos. Um, and it's now Arbic's turn. He is going to continue to strain against those chains. Ah, you can just see like the sweat pouring off his face as he's pulling and pulling and grunting and just can't make any progress. Um, the chains are just too thick. And it's you, Kragar. Uh, with a surge of life coursing through my veins, I will woozily stand up and like, I'm going to finish you off and take my advantage attacks on her. All right. She's right there. Yes. Got a 20. Sorry. Wow. There we go. Okay. So that's crit. Um, that is awesome. Okay. <laughs> So he pops up. Pops up. <laughs> and then crits. I love it. Well, she was distracted by Brokos. Yeah, no. I, she didn't see yeah, a guy. He was playing awesome the whole time. I told you she was going to regret that. <laughs> and that's 37 damage. That's yeah, regret. you didn't say you would make her regret it. 37? No. 37. So, wow. wow. She steps forward, takes a couple of wild swings at Brokos. And totally focused on him and Triss. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, Kragar pops up and just, I don't know how you want to do it, Kragar. You can tell me how you want to do it, but she is. Just slash across the neck and have her arterial spray just go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> spray is all over <laughs> Brokos's face and he's just, he's loving it. He's Licking loving. it up. Ah, oh, blood again. <laughs> oh. And she is down. Wow. Okay. And Kragar is back in the fight. And then I'll make my second attack on uh, on Thraxos. All right. Uh, it's not very impressive, but it is. Uh, it may hit. It's a 25 to hit. Uh, that definitely hits. Um, four max damage. Nine damage. All right. So Thraxos has been absolutely out of this fight. Um, He takes more slashes and you can just see all you can really tell are his eyes just staring at you. Just, you know, sort of like Arvik straining against whatever mysterious force is holding him in place. Um, But to no avail. And he just has to take your slashes and uh, looks like he is sitting in a pool of his own blood at this this point. And Triss, your turn. So is there room um, to the north of him for me to... Yes, be? absolutely. Okay, so I will move there. <laughs> he did not like that. No, that's... Oh, wrong move. Not like that at all. <laughs> Ooh, let the dogs out, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, <Okay>. Jerry. <laughs> so... There. 
This is the best. <laughs> so, so my sorry. neighbor, for whatever reason, okay, is randomly leaf blowing <laughs> our, my yard. Your yard? Oh, yeah, we hear yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, we oh. can hear that. <laughs> okay. And freaking the dogs out. And... <laughs> Oh my gosh, Ranger, come here. Okay. Uh, I'm so okay. sorry, guys. Is- come here, come here. Come on, come on, it's okay. Real life. Oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> just watching him try to communicate to stop leaf flowing with a yeah. dog barking in the background. Yeah, oh like, okay, God. he saw me. I think he's walking away now. Okay. okay. Oh, <laughs> tell people to get their popcorn. Like, I appreciate that, you know, gesture. Oh, uh, yeah. Never again, buddy. Okay. <laughs> oh, do anything nice for me, please. You're going to end up finding leaf piles um, in your yard. Yeah. Okay. Good dog. Good dog. Uh, okay. That's, that's awesome. Um, you, were, you were saying, Tris? I'm going to um, attack uh, with a uh, using a superiority dice and a fainting attack. Um, so... I will start with just the, mm, oh, that might, well, I don't know. So a tw- does a 12 hit since he's paralyzed? <laughs> you get advantage uh, on it. You know, yeah, whatever. did you roll? Oh, no, I didn't roll advantage. Yeah, you get advantage sorry. on him he's paralyzed. Well, then I'm going to assume, well, I guess I don't know, a 13? Uh, no, not quite. Oh, but he's, he's paralyzed. I know. That's All a right. weird advantage system for you. All right. Well, then I'm going to, then I will attack with the, <laughs> <laughs> with my offhand. Uh, with what advantage. a way to end the season. This is amazing. Right. I love it. Oh my gosh. Which is Ranger the, is disgusted with your choices. <laughs> I know. He's not happy. No, no. So that's a 20. He's trying yeah. to tell you that that's actually Arvik. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be terrible. Yeah. Okay, so that's seven. But does the so because I missed, it doesn't mean that I don't get to still add the superiority dice, right? You uh, you missed. So I missed with the first one, but the fainting attack means that I can add the damage. To the next attack. Correct. As long as it's an attack, I don't see okay. why. I mean, that's how it reads. Okay. And so then that's a total of, wait, that was five, six, seven. So that's um, 12, total of 12 damage. Nice. You can see he is in really rough shape. Like I said, pool of blood. Um, and uh, slashes across his torso and his eyes, just this fierce, wild look in them because he knows that unless he can break free of this spell, he's just going to die. And that's not the way gladiators are supposed to go out. Eh. And it's his turn. And he is going to roll again. Come on. Oh, gosh. Ten. No. So I'm going to... Can I get a rope out as an action? Uh, Sure. 
I'm going to go over and start to tie him up because he's completely paralyzed. So I'm going to make sure his arms are down nice to the side. And I'm going to start to bind him up. All right. Bind that him is my up. turn. Why? Why? Because it, then do I have to explain to you? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just I'm <laughs> lamenting the A whole why. <laughs> way this has gone down. He's he's like the main bad guy, you know. I mean, eh. yeah, was he? Uh, <laughs> such a terrible way to go out. That's what leaning happens. up against the wall and getting tied up by a 16 year old kid <laughs> <laughs> with blood all over his face. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Uh, Alar, you're up. Okay. Um, I'm going to, oh, I always do that with the screen. I'm going to move up and I'm going to kick the table aside (laughs) and stand right in front of him. And, uh, I am going to cast cloud of daggers on his space. Oh, okay. So what does that do? Uh, cloud of daggers, I'm guessing. Yeah, it is a literal cloud of daggers. You fill the air with spinning daggers in a cube five feet on each side. Um, and so, no save. He just takes damage for being in that space. <laughs> Can't move. Uh, apparently, Alar doesn't want to take a prisoner. <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, so that is 12 points of damage. Oh, my gosh. Just, that doesn't cut up my rope. Hi, John. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it, it probably will cut your rope, man. I mean, come sorry. on, man. It's a silk rope. I'll get you a new rope. Hey, we have a whole storehouse of war uh. supplies back in the... Uh, that's awesome. And now I got a paper cut, I'm sure, because of that, too. <laughs> Ow! Oh, don't reach in there. Watch out. I was tying him up. <laughs> I was trying to get my rope back. Okay, Pyrus is down. Uh, Arvik still straining against the chains. And he snaps them. You can see he pulls and pulls and manages to get just the right leverage and breaks the chains on his manacles and is able to stand up. And that will be his turn. Uh, we could have given you the keys. <laughs> uh, Kragar, your turn. Well, I'm so confused now because now somebody's like trying to subdue him and then everybody else is still attacking. So I don't know what to do. I think he's in like a blender right now. I think there's yeah, yeah, it's, he's in the blender. I mean, the only thing that makes sense is put the guy out of his misery. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. Uh oh, vicious dog attack happening. Uh, <laughs> so you get to choose, Kragar. Save him or end him. He's going to, I mean, he's suffering in a cloud of daggers. The, 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 the right thing to do is just, <laughs> you know, try to coup de grace him. Yeah. Um, so that is going to be, because uh, I got like a 25 to hit. And I rolled box car. So that's 12, uh, 17 plus seven. So that's 24 damage on the first attack. Oh, my gosh. Mm. You can see his head just kind of wall forward, and, you know, he's woozy, blood, you know, dozens of cuts at this point, just in tatters. Hit again on the second attack, and that's only going to be seven damage. All right. He falls unconscious. Wow. He is right at zero. 
and that's where he's going to be unless you guys or he's going <laughs> to he's not going to get any better with a cloud of daggers on him but um Jerry oh. let me just say having DM'd I'm so sorry, man. I hate that. I hate I that so much. I've been there so many times. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, it's uh, yeah. not the fight I had envisioned. I thought this was going to be really tough because you can see how hard uh, yeah. they hit. Yeah. And I get, you know, one good round and Kragar's down and I'm like, oh, maybe this is too tough. But on the other hand, you know, the dice give us. The dice take it the way. Exactly. I don't think we could have taken them in a fair fight. No, not in a stand-up fight. Yeah, which is why I I did give you uh, the potions and things like that. I I remember I had some plan in mind. Um, But yeah, well done. My gosh, everything you guys did was uh, amazing that that magic yeah i could not (laughs) break out of that i couldn't couldn't roll higher than a 10 once i Uh, got you i got you yeah no kidding and my d6s were the hot dice today i'll take it yeah 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 and that first attack uh i I think pyros would have taken one or two more of you yeah i think so you know that first yeah for sure hit points so uh speaking of healing uh Let's get some people feeling better. Yeah, I don't feel so good, but uh, I want to see what they have on their bodies. <laughs> okay. It's, how is, oh, I was talking about Kragar. Um, Kragar, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Arvik, is he okay? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, you can sorry. see he's still uh, kind of uh, catching his breath from breaking his chains. I mean, he just uh, snapped his chains and, and stood up and you can see he still uh, is uh, working kind of experimentally and trying to get out of the, the leg manacles that are still I, on. I can help him if that's. Yeah, that'd be great. Good to see you old friend. Good to see you. Thank Thank you. Thank you all. How did you get here? How did you find me? We are awesome. We are awesome. You you really are. Ah, it's just a little thing that heroes do. <laughs> it's just a little thing we like call I like to call being a hero, Arvik. That's right. Um all right. So, so are you gonna, one? Sounds like uh Kragar's gonna loot yeah, get a, in a cool new magic hand. Magic hand. I, well, I'm starting with pyros because I don't know if there's still this like swarm of daggers around. I, I will I will dismiss this spell. <laughs> and I'm gone. I, Tris will Tris will check Thraxos then while Krigger's checking Pyros. Okay. And well, I will in, clean the blood off my boots. And the worst thing to happen in this entire encounter, uh, I'm sorry to say Brokos's silk rope is shredded, <sighs> so um other than that, Brokos, I am so sorry. <laughs> I will change the requiem I was writing to be about your rope. Uh, poor rope. Actually, um, it was your rope. <laughs> what? No, no. <laughs> what tragedy? What indignity? I took it from your satchel. No, I took it from your satchel. Uh, so you, you tell me to not take things, but unless you put it back where you found them. Sorry. How did we come to this? <laughs> So one of you is checking Pyros, one of you is checking Thraxos. Uh, who is checking Thraxos? 
Um, Tris is Tris here from Thraxos. So as you look over uh, Thraxos, it looks like his armor has been uh, pretty much, uh, um, you know, shredded by the daggers and all the slashes that... Uh, it was just 12 points of damage. Come on, Jerry. I just like the vision, <laughs> you know, the visual of it, like being in a blender. Um, it was four daggers. I mean, they say cloud, but, you know. <laughs> or a little tiny dagger. Four daggers, yeah. yeah. Um, so Wisp. you see that he, that his hand that's now exposed from his shredded uh, tunic, you can see that it's actually a uh, slightly modified Qatar. So it has three blades on it. Cool. And um, you get the sense that it's something special and you, you could probably remove these modifications, just a extra leather strap and, and stuff that, that covers up the stump of his arm and, you know, straps it onto his arm and um, would be back to a functional Qatar. I take it then. All right. Oh, I thought we were going to have to cut her arm off or her hand off. To... No, that's Thraxos. But can um, we do that for her too instead of trying to modify it? Uh, oh, her <laughs> I arm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Her arm is superfluous <laughs> at this point, Brokos. I don't, I don't know the goal of that yeah, one. Yeah, it's like a risk. No, Triss's arm, so she can just put it on her stump. Oh. Just Chris. <laughs> I'm the new Thraxos. I'm just an idea person, sorry. <laughs> A way to think outside the box. Um, but but if we find the head of Vecna, we will totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, on uh, the only thing of note on uh, Pyros that you find, Craigar, is that black scimitar. And you too get the sense that it's something special. Somebody identify this? <laughs> no answers. Uh, uh, when I'm done, when I'm done here with with helping out. So okay, so literally, that's all she has is the scimitar. Like, what about in her giant coin purse that she must have? Oh yeah, you can find some <clears throat> coins. We'll say there are eighty four <laughs> coins between them. I mean, the money has been fairly useless so far. Yeah. Uh, between them, they have a pack uh, with some food um, and other basic. Um, Strangely, it looks, you know, like dungeoneering sort of supplies, uh, ropes, uh, pitons, that sort of thing. And uh, you get the sense that they were, they were headed deeper into the cavern. Okay. And that's what you find in them. Are there, are there any keys? Uh, there are keys, yes. Okay. They were sitting on top of the crate that. I well, pocket the keys. The Alar kicked to the. Yeah. Side. No, we will. We will finish unlocking Arvik. So. Okay. I thought he just busted himself out. Well, he I busted was the chains. Chains. But... The arm chains. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Then we'll unlock Arvik, and then I will hold on to those keys. All right. So, uh, what do you want first? Do you want to be healed, or do you want me to check this out, Craigar? Uh, go for healing, because I'm really hurting. Okay. Still seeing stars. That's not good. We want to take <laughs> care of that. Uh, so that's going to be a uh, 20 points back to you. Nice. That is exactly what I needed to feel better. Good. <laughs> and then 
anybody out? Tris, you're okay? Yes, I am fine. I'm going to, uh, without apology, unapologetically touch myself and heal myself then. Okay. And then, I don't know why it keeps doing that today. And then I will I use a, uh, I'm going to use just a ritual to identify. All right. So I'll just take a minute to ritual to identify, and I will identify their op- their stuff. Awesome. So what you have is the Tiger Claw Katar, which is like a three-bladed Katar that, uh, you know, I think you've probably seen them where the uh, the either uh, one, it can be one uh, main blade and then that splits open in the, um, a blade on either side and a middle mm-hmm. blade. So that's what you have, plus one. And also gives you the benefit of having advantage on all initiative rolls. Ooh. Oh, wow. Um, and Pyros had the Scimitar of the Black Heart, which is a vicious plus one Scimitar. And vicious will allow you to roll or get extra damage uh, when you crit. Does it have a bonus though? You didn't say plus one. Uh, plus one, yep. So it'll be, uh, I think you get plus seven damage. Um, so is there a way I could possibly use uh, the mending cantrip to, to help with her her blade to modify it? Uh, yeah, it's literally like uh, just a couple of uh, extra leather straps that have been ran and run through uh, the handle area that... Uh, would hold it on to Thraxos's stump, so she just needs to remove those. I don't think. Yeah. Okay. A sharp dagger ought to do it. And then uh, with the big baddie, uh, I forget his name, though. I mean, he wasn't very impactful. Um, <laughs> Thanks. What? Yeah. Sorry. Not sorry. Um, his armor was it just like a leather armor or? Yeah, they both had leather armor. Uh, Nothing fancy. I think uh, maybe studded leather. Does anybody need armor? Because I can mend this. And um, let me see. Because I already have studded leather. I thought yeah, you I got your pair too. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, so Tris, uh, do you want to use the scimitar? Well, I was I was actually thinking about the, using this yeah. guitar. Once she gets two attacks, she's going to be deadly with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you don't, do you carry a shield, Tris? I do not. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, they both had shields, too. Are those, is that a two-handed or a one-handed, the, the guitar? It's just a one-hand, right? One-handed. One-hand, yeah. It's an offhand oh. weapon. Oh, that's right. Offhand weapon? Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Uh, I believe it's... Finesse and light. Mm-hmm. The, the so, I mean, is? Yeah. I am I am thinking I will just Oof. start using it right now and it's my offhand and see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like a short sword, basically. Well, I'm in because I okay. have a short sword already. Yeah. I just would like say, oh, short sword to go in the pack and the Qatar go in the hand. Yeah. And then we're, there we go. Yeah, that makes Ops, sense. Yeah. <laughs> just got the sound effects already and everything. All right. So anything else you guys want to do? Uh, I'm, I'm feeling very tired, but, um, so we're obviously, are we going to keep going down this cave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arvik is, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to find some more Arvik. Ask him like, why, where do you know where they're bringing you? Why? Uh, he, there, I, I believe they were going to hand me over to the governor. Something uh, about being a bargaining chip. So, just an idea here, but what if they were, they were to hand you over to the governor? Don't some of you have a way to mm-hmm. disguise I yourselves? Cast, I could cast disguise self. Yeah. I can disguise myself. So you two could disguise yourselves as these two. They won't know. No one knows they're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a brilliant plan, Brokos. It's called the it's called the Chewbacca. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like to call it. Um so you guys start talking about that. Um laying your plans, and suddenly you hear voices. Uh, hushed voices, but definitely you can hear the clatter of metal on metal and boots on stone. Suddenly you make out flickering light from many lanterns and torches. And just as you're starting to kind of, uh, prepare yourself, not knowing who's going to be coming around that same corner that you guys entered through, It hits you like a bolt of lightning out of the dark and foreboding sky. You spot the glowering face of Skolaveg, followed closely by Wolf Canute, Freya, Haydn, High Magistrate Baldrick Greylock, and about 600 pirates, arbiters, gladiators, and regular folk carrying everything from pitchforks to wagon wheel spokes and bits of broken chain. Wolfkanut looks upon the scene, and a grim smile crosses his face when he spies Arvik. Ah, good. You haven't been given over to the Baron. Well, this is fortuitous. We're headed to take the Dreadgate. The other path leads to a sub-basement storage room, I'm told. We'll take them by surprise and secure the fortress before our brothers and sisters arrive. But we have one piece of nasty business that must be dealt with before we welcome them. And that involves you, Arvik. Are you ready to swear fealty to me? Are you ready to kneel before the man that saved you from the mists and kept you alive these last few months? You can see Arvik raise his shaggy boulder of a head, his eyes fixed on Wolf Canute. And you and everyone else in the chamber hear the rumbled reply of, Never. Wolfkanut sighs dramatically. Well then, you know there's only one other choice, Arvik. Are you ready to take it? We can't wait much longer. 
Our people's lives are at stake, and they will need a strong leader. So bend a knee or face my shield maiden in the square of honor. And without hesitation, Arvik says, let it be so. And at that, Wolfkanut's face goes as pale as new sailcloth. Clearly, it was not the answer he expected. But while he stands there, momentarily dumbfounded by Arvik's sudden willingness, Freya springs into action. Form the square, Thuringari only. The rest of you lot, get back, move. And with a minimal amount of shoving and grumbling, a 15 by 15 foot square of space is formed around Arvik, who has stood motionless this entire time. A slight ripple moves through the crowd and the lithe frame of Skoldaveg suddenly emerges into the square. She carries two long swords. One she throws at Arvik's feet, the other she swings experimentally. Satisfied, she unbuckles the stout wooden shield strapped to her back and fastens it to her free arm. She then sets the sword's blade on top of the shield, uh, the tip pointed directly at Arvik's heart, and eases into a wide-legged fighting stance. Arvik slowly bends down and grabs the handle of the sword. He grips it firmly in his right hand, making it look like the weapon was designed for a child. He swings the remaining bit of chain from his manacled left wrist around his arm and grips the end in his massive gnarled fingers. Freya looks to Wolfkanut, who still seems to be in a state of shock, and turns to face the combatants. She shouts the command to begin, and at once, 200 pirates begin pounding fists to chests, weapons to mail, and booted feet to stony ground, providing a rhythmic drumbeat that reverberates ominously throughout the chamber. Animalistic hoots and shouts erupt from dozens of throats as Skolovig begins to stalk her prey. Slowly circling to her right, Arvik remains completely motionless as she approaches, and suddenly she rushes in, shield held high, while the tip of her sword flicks out faster than lightning to score a small cut on Arvik's side. He moves to deflect the blow a split second too late, but to the onlooking crowd, it's like Arvik is fighting underwater. Skolovig is just too quick. Dozens of feints and strikes open numerous cuts on Arvik's enormous, thickly muscled torso, and still, he's only tried to defend himself. Skolovig's confidence seems to grow as Arvik's reluctance to attack becomes more and more apparent. You can see Wolfkanut's eyes brighten and his face contort into a hopeful smile as the battle becomes more and more lopsided. Arvik's clothes are soaked with blood and sweat streams off his face as he wearily fends off attack after attack from Skolovig's viperous blade. Wolfkanut, sensing victory is close at hand, shouts, Kill him! Kill him now! And before Skolovig can register her lord's command, the mountainous bulk of Arvik moves with sudden and fierce intent. Skolovig instinctively raises her shield as an avalanche of muscle and steel descends upon her. She retreats quickly, but Arvik is relentless. She tries to sneak the tip of her blade around the edge of her shield, but Arvik's chain-bound left arm bats it away contemptuously. And then, as her shield and sword are hopelessly out of place, Arvik's massive head lunges forward, and the top of his forehead connects with the bridge of Skolovig's nose with a sickening crunch. Her body goes limp, right at Wolfkanut's feet. 
and Arvik spares her not a single glance, for his eyes are locked on the grimacing face of her lord. A moment of silence passes between the two men as the staccato rhythm from the now-stunned crowd ceases. Freya, moments later, steps into the square and quietly kneels before Arvik. My lord, my sails and swords are yours to command. Others quickly follow suit, and soon all the pirates in the cavern, save two, are on bended knee. Wolfcanute looks around at the assemblage of men and women, heads down, facing the giant blood-covered man who still stares directly at him. Kneel, Arvik rumbles, and Wolfcanute kneels. An hour later, Arvik leads his small army out of the cavern and toward a fateful clash with the Baron of Dreadgate, leaving you and one other behind. Haydn stands in front of you, having asked for a private word as the others filed out of the now empty chamber. You've done them a great service. I have a feeling that the Thurangari will need Arvik's patience even more than his physical prowess. But at least now they have a chance. I don't know if there's anything I can do to express my gratitude for your service, but you have my thanks and that of the hundred whispers. So... <laughs> what just happened? So, the, so an hour, that means we got a short rest? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, you did. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, sorry, sorry, not take away from that. Uh, (laughs) That's a lot to unpack. (laughs) Yeah, right? No doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Wolf Canoe was a bad dude to start out with. Yeah. It's all relative. He was practical. Yeah. So, um, he didn't want to kill his king, though. No, he just wanted to, you know subdue his king he, yeah he, you know have our, yeah swear fealty classic to him. yeah and if, if he didn't then what happened they were going he was going to kill i mean him. he was kill. willing to kill him at the end of the day right. yeah but yeah. you know they're all thurangari sort of barbaric it's a bit treasonous a little bit yeah yeah i think i don't uh, know that Arvik he was fully to... bad though but yeah I, I never Arvik liked is him. Going to use him and uh, well, um, do you have anything to give us on our journey? <laughs> He's just asking. Wow. I like well, what is that? What is our besides cool point? weapons? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, what is our journey? It's a good question. That I, I is a don't good really question. What's happening? So you said they're going to go face the Baron, but yeah, I think we uh, should go. Yeah. Where is it? does this tunnel lead to the Dreadgate? Yes. Yeah. The other uh, other path um, goes up and heads away uh, in the previous chamber, and that is the path to the Dreadgate, the smuggler's route. This one, you don't know where it leads, um, but this is the direction that has the, uh, appears to have the orbs. That's odd, but it seems like a, I don't know that we have a reason to go down there other than curiosity. Except for it seems like this is the direction they were taking Arvik. That's also true. So this would be where they're meeting the actual 
where Baron. the Baron's actually yeah. going to be. Yeah. In the exchange. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Reason that out. So if we could uh, decapitate, literally decapitate the Baron. Problem solved. We could be the heroes of Vadragan. <laughs> we steal the heroes. As you're thinking and talking it over amongst yourselves, you see uh, Hayden looks a little impatient. He's, he's like, where, where are they anyway? They should be here by now. Who, Hayden? The Hundred Whispers, of course. Yes, exactly who are they, my friend? Ah, well, that's the preeminent thieves' guild in northern Drummondor. Although, lately, we've been toying with the idea of opening a chapter in Ashmore. I hear one of the heroes of their civil war is a cleric of Ilo, if you can believe that. <laughs> I can believe that. <laughs> Convenient. He's, they should be here, and you see him put two stubby fingers in his mouth, and he lets out a loud whistle, and you can hear it echo down the tunnels and slowly fade away. Just as your state of heightened anticipation begins to wane, a dark figure highlighted in the red glow of the clairvoyance orb appears, followed by another, and another, and another, until finally dozens of roughly dressed young humans, half-elves, halflings, and even a couple of half-orcs and dwarves, mostly with ash-darkened faces, stand in a loose semicircle around you and Haydn. Haydn smiles broadly and says, Ah, lady and gentlemen, I present to you the Hundred Whispers. An uneven voice from behind you says, more like 90 whispers. And you see a young, gangly human, barely old enough to be called a teenager, step forward carrying a bag in his hand. He tosses it at Haydn's feet, where it lands with a sickening wet thud. But we got him, boss. 47 rat ears in the bag. But one of them had a few more fangs than we expected. That one got away. But not before it gutted black thumb, copper, and jazz. Oh. Haydn says sort of ruefully sorry to hear that lad what about the rest the boy shrugs and says they died fighting except for old clapper he got bit and we had to put him down Hayden nods soberly at that and after what feels like an uncomfortably long pause he looks at the young man and says well good work my boy and damn fine work lads as he raises his voice to fill the chamber these rats came here to prey upon our people their intentions were as foul as their moon cursed hearts they may have bested the bellfire boys and blunted the red knives and broken the twisted bones but they didn't even hear the whispers coming and with that a loud cheer erupts from the gathering of rogues and miscreants and when the room finally quiets back down, you hear Haydn again, his tone serious once more. But our job is bigger. We have a bigger job, lads and lasses. Ships from Ashmore are coming to take folks away to new lands and new lives. And the whispers are going to make damn sure they get there safely. Another round of cheers and whoops fills the chamber. This time it feels more fierce, more determined. And one by one... uh. As with some kind of unseen command, the whispers start to file out of the cavern, heading back toward the surface. Haydn nods at each one of them, patting some on the back as they pass by. Finally, he turns to you. I'm not asking you for any more favors, but it seems like you have a choice to make. 
you can come with us and maybe go visit this Queen Delthea, he says with a wink. Or you can catch up with Arvik and keep an eye on the lad. But before you answer, I just want to pose a third option. Maybe one you haven't considered yet. This whole operation, and he sweeps his arm in a big gesture, uh, was years in the making. It took an obscene amount of money and made for some mighty unusual alliances. And from what I can figure, their plan was to lead half the legion down here. For what? That's the question, and I bet you're as curious as I am. Old Abel surely knew, and the syndicate obviously feels something important is down there. Somewhere at the end of those red orbs, I think you'll find the answer. But again, that's for you to decide. Hayden turns to walk out of the cavern, but before he hobbles more than a half dozen steps, he suddenly whips around. Oh, almost forgot. I think whatever path you take, you'll need this more than I do. You can see him pull his albatross amulet out of his sweat-stained shirt. And with a quick jerk, he snaps the cord, and with one final look, he tosses it toward you. May Rail's blessing go with you, friends. Maybe we'll see each other again someday. Be safe. About that reward? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> so Thris will catch the amulet. You get the amulet. And I won't make you identify it. It's it's basically a, a luck stone. Uh, okay. Well, I think we should venture into the dark and unearth what is truly behind these plots. Let us follow the red stones. What say you, my friends? Well, I mean, the Thieves' Guild seems to have some openings. <laughs> they do, ten, approximately. <laughs> well. Eh. Let's go into the dark. I like the shadows, anyway. Huzzah! That's two votes for following the orbs into the unknown abyss. I, Would it be? I already thought that we should just follow the orbs down, so. Yeah, that that works. Okay. Okay. You walk toward the glowing orb in the distance, its fate light beckoning you, until finally you pass it by with some reluctance. You trudge on down treacherous paths and over dangerous formations until you see the next pulsating glow in the distance. Again, you are drawn to it. It's the beacon, the lighthouse, in an otherwise dark and gloomy series of stone-encased voids. You do this over and over. Hours pass, but still you carry on. Occasionally you run into a waypoint where the syndicate left a cache of supplies, and more rarely you stumble across the bloody remains of former syndicate members. Crumpled forms, each with a disfiguring wound where one ear has been expertly removed. You are vaguely aware that a werewolf lurks somewhere in the dark void. But your mind is numb to fear, and your only motivation is to reach the next orb, and the next, and the next. Soon your desire to bathe in the red light, if only to relieve the monotony of the unending blackness, drives all other thoughts from your mind, and you stumble ever forward, oblivious to your surroundings. In what seems to be a trick of your fatigued mind, the next glow appears brighter than the others, 
and pulsates with a fierce reddish light that turns the surrounding cavern walls into something ominous and not at all comforting. But still you approach, and arriving at the location, you must squint and look away as your eyes struggle to adjust to the powerful light source. When you blink away the tears and focus on the ruddy radiance, you see a basket with tools, pitons, wire, hammers, and a small crate with five clairvoyance orbs. The bodies of two were-rats are nearby, their dead faces looking quite sinister in the blood-red light. It appears you've arrived at the end of the road. Your path from here will be unmarked, and your seemingly endless journey won't be punctuated by way stations and artificial load stars. As you struggle to calculate the risks, you hear a mournful cry echo through the passage ahead. Not quite a wolf's howl, yet something more. And that's when the fear hits you, like a crossbow bolt to the guts. It strikes slowly spreading unwelcome sensation throughout your body until it finally pierces the fog that hangs heavily on your weary brain. You carry on. Anger and fear now temporarily restoring your alertness. You clamber forward toward the werewolf, toward Vosh Glaba, and whatever else lies ahead. After some unknown period of time, you once again find yourself stumbling through uneven caverns chasing a distant light. It takes minutes or more before you realize it can't be an orb. The orbs were left behind. The rat's trail of breadcrumbs left unfinished in this forest of stalactites and stalagmites. And this light is different, constant, and greenish. Its unwavering radiance seems to emanate from all over rather than a single source. And that's when you walk out of the passage and onto the escarpment. A whole new world, vast and unimaginable, spreads out before you. This cavern is enormous. Its walls covered with patches of strange fungi glowing green or purple, giving the whole area a dusky luminescence. And as your eyes follow these patches into the distance, you begin to get a sense of the scale. One measured in miles, not feet as the radiant fungal patches eventually start to resemble distant stars on a black curtain of night sky. As you shake your head in wonder and awe, your vision returns to the foreground, and from your vantage point at the top of this thousand-foot escarpment, you spot what appears to be a vast underground sea. Amidst swirling currents of purple radiance, you spy towering mushrooms as large as buildings, each shedding thousands of scintillating spores into the nearly empty expanse where they occasionally bump into massive natural columns adorned with tendrils of bioluminescent life. Your vision follows the coastline now until it runs into a particularly bright and hazy patch of stony ground. And that's when you begin to question your sanity because there before you lies the unmistakable outline of a city one that somehow blazes like the morning sun below miles of dirt and stone. And that is where this season will end. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah. You uh, moved on to the next level. Everyone should be level five now. Awesome. Wow. Oh, okay. You've earned it. After listening yeah. to all of that, I think our listeners leveled up too. Yeah. yeah, I think so. If they didn't fall asleep, but well, that's a good cliffhanger, Jerry. I like that. I know. 
Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Didn't well, see any of that coming. Yeah, <laughs> I figured it'd be hard to see see all that uh, happen, but uh, yes, there's something something odd down here. Okay. Well, that sounds like a good second or a good third season. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, maybe some uh, other strangeness uh, that will happen. But um, I just want to thank you guys for being part of this second season. Well, thank you, Jerry. Uh, yeah, you did Thanks a for running it <laughs> fantastic job as always, making uh, my bad guys uh, look not so bad after all. That's the worst. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it is fine. Uh, no, you guys are uh, excellent players, and this was a really fun season for me. And I should give a quick shout-out to uh, Justin, our uh, audio uh, person who has uh, produced these episodes for us and you know, taken these uh, Zoom files that we've recorded and, and made them sound as good as they do. And uh, again, big thanks to all of our listeners for staying with us. And, um, you know... That's it. Season I'm, two. Wow. Okay. Okay. Like okay. I, yeah, I think we're all just done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, but let's do a let's do a follow up session and yeah, talk yeah. About the season. So think of your questions. Think of uh, anything, and uh, for those of you listening, um, if you have questions, make sure to pass them on. You can do that on our uh, Dungeon Patrol Facebook page. You can email us at dungeonpatrol at gmail.com um, and just let us know what you're thinking. If you have unanswered questions, uh, if you noticed any uh, plot holes, I'm sure there are about a billion. Uh, let me know. I will try to come up with reasons for why I did certain things a certain way. Um, but again, we'll, we'll get together and talk about how season two went and answer any kind of lingering questions in the near future okay but, uh, just, we'll just have yeah. to like uh show up every couple of weeks and hang out uh and talk about nothing after that right yeah i i was not ready no i wasn't either yeah, I, no. it took me by surprise even though i it shouldn't have but yeah no i i didn't tell you this was the final episode you said it was coming soon yeah i i figured as i as i wrote this uh final bit uh to try to wrap it up um you know uh it just wasn't enough to would would have seemed strange to throw in another bit of combat or another encounter when you guys are so close to the end what adventure I, well, I, thought, I thought we were going to be part of the liberation war I know, and I was yeah. so happy that you guys. Uh, I wanted you to feel like you know you were going to have these options of um, rescuing the citizens and getting them on the ships, or taking the Dreadgate, and um, there was going to be a third option that you had no idea. Oh. Chasing okay. Commander Vosh into the darkness. Option three. Well, I guess we'll uh, chat oh, about it more in the... Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you like, season three. You didn't, you didn't get a magic weapon no in the you? last fight uh, of the last episode. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I, I kind of want it to be uh, uh, suspenseful and feel like a real cliffhanger. And uh, yeah. um, 
you guys uh, made the fight look like a joke like you usually do, but uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully your questions were answered. And again, Ooh. any listeners, any of you players, we can we can talk about that in our wrap up episode, which uh, I'll try to I'll try to reason out why I did things. Um, but until then, have a great rest of your life, I guess. I am. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's nice knowing you. I see yeah, it. Maybe. 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 Well. Bye bye now. <laughs> No, uh, it's uh, it's hard to know how to sign off after uh, a season well played, um, but we will we'll be back in some shape or form, and uh, maybe even you know maybe even we'll have a vaccine for a pandemic and we can do the do stuff in the studio maybe. again. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, everybody be safe out there. Yeah. Thanks again for sticking with us. Thank you, uh, friends and players, for uh, playing this game with me and keeping me sane for 35 weeks. And uh, we will see you soon. All right. Bye, Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.